Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, before we get into our passage for the week, we want to announce an upcoming opportunity. Heritage Bible Church will be sponsoring a four-day marriage tune-up seminar beginning April 22nd for four consecutive Wednesday evenings from 6.30 to 7.30 at HBC in Boise. Dr. Tom Westall will be presenting 14 topics aimed to strengthening and protecting your marriage. I've said this before, but the best time to attend a seminar like this is when you don't yet need it. But there's something here for everyone, married or contemplating marriage, whether your marriage is cruising along or hitting some bumps in the road. And you are all invited to come and join us for all or any of those days beginning April 22nd at 630 at no charge. And we know it will be valuable. Our passage this week on Heritage Bible Radio is Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 44, where the apostles are returning to Jesus after being equipped with miraculous power and sent out to the surrounding country to preach the gospel. Wanting to talk about their experiences and get some rest, they jump into a boat and leave. But thousands of people go ahead of them and are waiting for them on the other side. It's late. It's a secluded and desolate place, and everyone is getting hungry. You know what happens next. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, Give Them Something to Eat. Today, once again, our venue for our visit to the Word of God is Mark chapter 6, and we will bite off what seems like a bigger chunk than usual, looking at verses 30 through 44, because they are, of course, one unit of thought. In the life of Jesus Christ, as we come to this text, we are near the end of that period I've told you about many times that's referred to as the Great Galilean Ministry. Jesus spent about a year and a half there, um, almost exclusively in the region of Galilee. He left only a couple of times during that period to go to Jerusalem for feasts, mainly Passovers. During that time, he has called his disciples. After some months, he has designated the 12 of them as apostles. A few weeks before the time of our text for today, he sent those 12 out on a preaching mission in six teams of two. And he granted to them the same miraculous powers that, that he had. And the impact of their ministry was huge. That wicked and narcissistic local monarch named Herod Antipas, one of the several sons of Herod the Great, was so frightened of the idea of the impact of the message of those six gospel teams that he panicked. He actually believed, one of the more bizarre theories, he believed that John the Baptist had risen from the dead and was doing all these things specifically because he came back to torment him. 
He had a bit of an ego to think that he was that important, and he had a plenty of lousy theology to support his belief. You see, Herod Antipas had personally had John the Baptist arrested and imprisoned because John the Baptist had the audacity to tell the truth that Herod Antipas had stolen the wife of his brother Philip. And so he was living in, and they had both dumped their spouses after a, an adulterous affair, and then uh, they they'd married each other. And so John had subtly said, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. He called him on his incest and adultery. And so Herod had had John arrested. And then he wound up having him beheaded at the end of his sordid and wicked and immoral birthday party. Last time we saw the flashback that Mark includes uh, to paint the picture for us of just how wicked Herod Antipas was, and he is certainly an example of the evils of the extended family of Herod the Great. It all paints the picture of the environment in which Jesus and the apostles ministered. The leaders of the Jews were apostate. Their supposedly longed-for Savior stood in front of them, and they said everything He does, He does by the power of the devil Himself. The Romans were not friendly to the Jews. They, they tolerated them, and they, they worked with twisted people like Herod the Great and Herod Antipas just to, to keep the peace. And as long as the tax money kept coming in, they were okay with that. But they didn't like the Jews, and they didn't like the Christians. So this is a picture of the environment that they were ministering in. Now, how fitting for us that on the day that we are having our big fall potluck, we arrive at the description of the largest meal recorded in the Bible. Now, I want to assure you there's absolutely no connection between those two things. You probably all brought stuff for the potluck. If we really believed this text, we'd have just brought one little boy's lunch and multiplied it and taken home 12 extra baskets. Well, this, this meal and Jesus' resurrection, I don't know if you know this, those are the only two miracles that are recorded by all four Gospels. Everything else overlaps, but many of them overlap, but all four of them record that. Learn from this of Jesus' compassion and His care and His power, and you will learn of His trustworthiness. So I've titled it, Give Them Something to Eat, because that's exactly what Jesus says to them in our text. And we can take these 15 verses and break them down this way. Verses 30 through 32, the message is, you need a vacation. 33 and 34, shepherds are always on call. 35 to 40, listen and obey. And then 41 to 44, my God shall supply. Now, I don't think that there are three verses anywhere in your Bible more, probably more straightforward than our first three here. I've never heard anybody argue over these three verses. Here's what it says. John 6, 30 to 32, The apostles gathered together with Jesus, and they reported to Him all that they had done and taught. What is that about? Well, that's about their preaching tour. Oh, wouldn't you love to have been around to hear what they said? 
I can just hear the excitement. I can hear them talking over each other and, and Jesus smiling and, and hearing all of what's going on and, and asking the different teams where they went and what they'd done as if he didn't already know it, but he was giving them a chance to report. And he said to them, in the middle of this text, Come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a while. For there were many people coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. They went away in a boat to a secluded place by themselves. So when they came back, it was the same as it had been before they'd left. It was the same as it had been week in and week out for months now. There were people all over the place. And Jesus, in His perfect compassion, tells His guys that they're due for some rest. So they climbed into one of the boats to get to a secluded place somewhere along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. We're not told where. Now, Jesus did indeed care about His men. He did indeed want to get them some rest. As a matter of fact, for this final year of His life, He's going to spend more and more time alone with the disciples, training them, uh, rather than the, the big public stuff that He had been doing for so long. So he, he really did care for them, but He also knew what was about to happen. On their way to their vacation, there was going to be a big deal. And in this ongoing training of the disciples, He allows this whole set up for one of the most majestic of all of His miracles. It occurred to me as I was thinking about this that more people were immediately, personally, directly impacted by this miracle than any other miracle Jesus performed. Now, you could argue for His resurrection that that's affected a lot of people, but I mean personal, face-to-face Interaction. 500 people saw Jesus after He rose from the dead, but about 15,000 experienced this miracle firsthand. So, you need a vacation. They're on their way, and something happens. Well, that's because, point number two, shepherds are always on call. Look at verses 33 and 34. The people saw them going, and many recognized them, and ran therefore on foot from all the cities and got there ahead of them. So they're, they're going across the part of the Sea of Galilee, and it's not all that huge, and the people could trace along the shore where they were going and, and actually got to the place before they were there. So it says, when Jesus went ashore, He saw a large crowd, and He felt compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Now, why were they like a sheep without a shepherd? Well, it's because the ones who were supposed to be their shepherds, the the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were all false shepherds. They were false teachers. They were leading people astray. They were making the spiritual condition of the Jews worse than if they said nothing. They needed a true shepherd. And, of course, Jesus is that shepherd. Now, if you take our text, Matthew 6, I'm sorry, Mark 6, you have to put alongside it Matthew 14, Luke 9, and John 6 to get the quadraphonic stereo version of this event. And as with all times that you have parallel passages in the Bible, different books that describe the same event, you need to harmonize them to get the full picture. 
They don't contradict, but they, they fit together. Now, from that, from comparing them, there's an important nuance that Matthew emphasized that the others didn't. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.